Hi, everybody. Hi, Jason. Uh, hey, Nicole. We were just arguing like about uh, 15 seconds before we went on. We're Not continue. even. I'm sure we'll continue. Um, hi, everyone. This is the couple that scares together. And if you're listening, you're listening to Jason and Nicole, and we're probably going to argue. Um, but no, we have an interesting episode tonight. We're back, I think, with something um, um, I think that everyone will will resonate with. I've so. got something to argue about, but okay. I mean... We'll see. Well, I think it's, we should begin with you airing out your grievances. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. For, uh, like Festivus for the rest of us. Christmas, Go ahead. Like Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah, you could air grievances? out your grievances. Yeah. I don't have any. But I, don't, I know. I'm aware. I don't have any grievances it's, to air. I don't really I'm aware. get involved in grievances. <gasps> that was a snide comment I that I am not well, going to tell. One of us gets no. involved in a lot of grievances, and I'll let you guys decide. You know, which one of us that is. It's me. It's me. It's me. I, I'm okay with that because I have a voice and I stand up for myself. Looks and like you versus everybody. The no, world. it's not. It is not. Sometimes. Ugh, well, you're oblivious. So the I'm world could oblivious. be against you and you wouldn't even notice. I fight battles that, you know, aren't, to me aren't important. Okay, well, I choose to fight battles that are, and more of them are important than not. How can they all be important? They're That's not. Like... If you knew how much I held my tongue, you'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what's happening in our world, um, and but also we're going to talk a little bit about dark goddess magic, deity work, um, and I'm going to talk about one in particular that I'm pretty, that I'm pretty fond of, so okay. we're going to talk about tonight. And I wonder if you argue with her. I, you know what? Do you argue with her as I, well? I told you that one experience I had which where... One? You've discussed a lot of experiences. But well, I one? had... What's the most recent one? The, the thing, the pro, like, the issue is that you you just, like, you talk ad nauseum to me, and you you just want me to respond to everything, and I just don't, and then you get upset if I don't that might be, react. That might be exactly what the problem is. Yeah. I like have a lot to say. You want to respond to everything, yes. and I'm just not interested in responding to everything, only the stuff that I deem important. Okay. Or, like, worthy of discussion. I'm going to tell you that you're like, not going to fare well like, in that conversation. Like, here's where it starts. This morning. Oh, I just had a dream. Mm-hmm. It was an upsetting dream. I didn't say anything. I just looked. Uh, the normal response would be, honey, <laughs> tell me about your dream. Except you always wake up all the time and say, I just had a dream. And then it involves me. And it's usually, like, something negative like, that, that I something. did. Yes. And which I didn't even do. And then you're, like, <laughs> pissed off, like, about it. Yeah. About the fact that, that I didn't like respond properly. I want to know more about it. Uh-huh. Because it's not even about like you saying, Hey, I have a dream. It's right. that you want me to like, you know, to validate that and, right. and you know and hear I, about it. I just want like, you to listen. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I have to. I think that's reasonable. You're not gonna fare well in this. The the way that you're speaking, that you cannot anyway. even listen to your wife, you're not gonna fare well. So yeah. You so know you sound bad coming it coming out of your mouth. Mor- this morning. I did have a dream. It was unsettling. Well, let's talk about it. I don't it exactly now. remember let's it. Talk about it now. I don't dream a whole lot. When I when I dream, it usually is some sort of profound message or something I need to hear. Now, often it takes me forever to even figure out what the purpose was? Well, let's get to the point. I don't know. What was, I don't know. What was this morning's dream about? I don't, I don't feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> oh, you mean on? No, it was just like a bizarre set of like, 
Uh, I, I sometimes dream that there's like hidden secrets, and mm-hmm. I I dream a lot between of, us. No, in the walls, like like tangible hidden things, and then like I'm peeling back the layers of things. Okay. And in this case, you kept peeling back the layers of what I can only assume is our house, but you kept finding animals that shouldn't be there. Animals, like yeah. what kind? Like rodents, strange little cryptid creatures. Oh. It was very bizarre. It was not good. What was I doing? I don't think I probably. I was- Taking out the animals. I don't guess probably so. Like I guess. talking about, hey, let's make them pets. I probably let's or, domesticate them. Okay, right. I don't know. I'm sure I'll figure it out. I'll I'll sit with it. Um, sometimes I just kind of ignore them, which I'm not. I don't think you're supposed to. And then, uh, well, I mean, it'll circle back around. Sure, you can ignore it. Well, I for me, my dreams when I remember them are something important, a message I need to know. Wild animals, wild cryptids coming out of the walls. I think it has to do with like peeling back layers, like digging deeper. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't know. So I got it. We'll see. I'll keep everyone updated. I didn't prepare to talk about that, but whatever. Oh, I mean that's, all the better. That's how it is. Um but we're back with a New Year's sort of um new episode. Kind of talk about what's happening with us. We had a really kind of low key New Year's. Oh hi. Bo we're recording. What's that iPad doing there? I have it because I'm recording. No, that's my iPad. It's not. It's mine. No. So we did. We had kind of a low-key New Year's and because um, we have little kids at home. so But we did kind of put a little reset on things. Teddy and I did um, an intention jar. So he liked that. That was fun. Wrote our intentions. We're doing our Yule challenge. Yes, right? we are. I, yes, I did mine. I we did have? the first. I wrote out... Um, 12 intentions, put them on paper, uh, and then I put them all together, and uh, that's one of our dogs in the background, if you heard that. That's my Charlie, we're going to talk about we, him tonight. We, um, yeah, I um, put them on paper and then burned uh, the first one, so I've got um, 11 more to go. Yep, and the last one, we're going to just burn the first 11, and the last one we'll read aloud, and that is what we'll take ownership of. The rest we're going to give up to the universe and going to let let it be. There so you it go. comes back to us. I love it. I think this is my idea of um, instead of a vision board, what I, I might circle back around to, I like the idea of just doing an offering and burning it and sending it off. I like I'm that. I'm reading this book about law of attraction, uh, and it talks about pre paving and really mm-hmm. that's kind of what what we're doing is pre-paving the road to to these 12 intentions or resolutions or right. you know whatever is whatever you want to call whatever it whatever it is you want to call them sure but that's what we're doing right i love it um, and I know a lot of mine had an overarching theme of health and, and prosperity. I mean, those probably are the two words that resonate the most with me. Um, and I already started putting things in place to really reset our health because I, I don't know about you all, but our kids are sick. We have been, we've had a bout of just kind of crazy illness and just where we couldn't get to break and one kid was sick and then another kid was sick. I mean- this nothing, year, nothing horrible. No, just no, no, like just annoying. Run of the mill. The yeah, flu cold stuff. and cold and sinus infections and sure. I think more than before. This has been a year that's already sort of this fall kind of did us in. So kind of reset. Um, I took time um, over the weekend to do some fire cider and bone broth, and I've got my garden uh, planning in full swing. So I'm getting my seeds all sorted.
So yeah, I'm, I've already decided what kind of um, seeds I'm gonna start in, the, in my house and what I'm gonna do some winter sowing. And we have bees, we're gonna get bees this spring. Oh, you just stole my I thunder. I stole your thunder. I, I couldn't wait, could not wait to, to uh, uh, discuss that because you know I've always had this fascination with beekeeping. I know, well, I'm excited I feel for like us. It's, yeah, it's coming, uh, uh, it's about to become a reality in March. Or so when uh, the weather's warmer and spring right. is here, I can't wait to meet our bees. Right. Don't come I, at me. I have done a ton of research. I am. Who's coming at? Well, you? I just want people to know that I'm a responsible person when it comes to this, and I am taking an online class don't, about it. I'm going to make sure that they're well cared for and that everybody don't, is. Don't you know, even put that out there. I know. I just want everyone to know that. Why I, are you thinking <laughs> negatively before we even? Because I want people. Go people wonderful. are going to write into me we're and say give, bees are a responsibility, as if I don't know this. That's fine. So we're we're going to name the bees. Oh I'm going to name the bees individually. Mm-hmm. Each bee. Uh, Each bee. Yeah, I'll have a bee, the database, a roster, uh, <laughs> uh, complete with pictures and the like. Uh-huh. You know, It's a new project for them. Yeah, it's yes. going to be wonderful. We're excited. And hopefully um, we can just add to those pollinators and it helps with my victory garden. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. So it gives me. bees. You just want the bees. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And well, and honey is such a big part of my spell work and my health. Um, when I do my tinctures and I, well, tinctures, honey doesn't go in tinctures. I take it back. But when I do my um, medicinal stuff for my kids and, and whatever we do, honey is a big deal for us. And it's really hard to find great quality locally sourced honey. And I just felt like that would be a, a, like a natural next step for us. So. Probably we're just taking on the world because that's what we do. Yeah. No, I think it's reasonable. So that's what our new year looks like. Um, we're ex- looking forward to a couple things. I know there's a brand new documentary out um, by Dave Politis, the 411 uh, UFO Connection, and we are dying to see it. So don't anybody tell us what, about it, but you can – don't ruin it for us. But we'll be back next week to talk all about it because we're going to preview that Is that together. about Bigfoot? It might be. Or is it like a whole new topic that he's... Well, the subtitle is the UFO connection. Oh. So is there things with Bigfoot that have to do with the UFO? Yes. Those sort of phenomenon have always been linked together. Now, and there's one train of thought, not to go down a Bigfoot route, but... Except you are. But I said I am. But there's always two like camps. One is that that Bigfoot is a cryptid. We just can't put our, you know, mm-hmm. an elusive cryptid. It hasn't been classified properly. Yeah, or, like an ape. Right. Bigfoot people are going to come at you. I'm just they saying. They just said an ape. They probably I said have, like an ape. Oh, don't come at him. Um, or the other camp is that he is an interdimensional being and that that's where you get those ties to UFO. Oh, and my God. Sort of supernatural the UFO things. people are going to come at you. They're now, probably. A, well, th- those two groups of people, by the way, are very sort of contested. It's like that. So we're excited about that documentary. Um, what else are we excited about? <gasps> we should talk about the Idaho serial killer. They caught him. I don't know all the details. I actually don't know much about that right now. I mean, but feel free to discuss it. Well, I don't know, except for they have somebody in custody, right? They feel like they have a good case against him. So we'll come back with an update on that. But that is something that I was following pretty closely. Last I heard, it was like a PhD student or something. Right. But I mean, I don't know anything. Right. That's all I know. I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But apparently there were some... You know, he was kind of a creepy weirdo guy, so we'll have to 
Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly a creepy weirdo guy. Yeah, allegedly. I think the creepy weirdo was accurate. Whether he's the killer or not is still alleged, right? Um, so, yeah. So, those are all the things that are new and hot topics with us. And um, But tonight we have a great episode. Because we're going to talk about, um, last week I said, let's talk a little bit about uh, deities and how... Like what they look like in my everyday life, and um, kind of give you some background on that. So this is a subject that listen, I'm not an expert in this. When I talk about my kind of magical practice, deity work is very very small for me, and I there are reasons for that. Right, one, I don't necessarily need it per se. Um, and I'm just very, very specific in it. And also, it can be very overwhelming. So <clears throat> I'm going to give you kind of the, the overarching of what I think when I think of deity work. And we're going to talk about one in particular that is my go-to. And away we go. And away we go. we didn't, yeah, we didn't, we almost let that out. Okay, that and away been, we go. And away we go. Away we go. So when I think of deity work, I really think of this sort of Christ consciousness umbrella right and i because i believe in that right this is how my friend jen also explains what this is, topic what does that mean so i believe that there's this one source energy okay. so you can call so that i call that god god right you could you could christ label it however you, right my girlfriend jen calls it christ works, right you know, for you speaks to you right if you're a different religion you probably have a different name for it sure. if you're not religious at all i'm not really religious right more spiritual um maybe you have a different sometimes i do say source i just think it's that overarching that oneness right okay so, it could be the universe could be whatever right. it is that right you... whatever you feel comfortable with because i was born and raised roman catholic I'm always probably going to use the vernacular as God because to me that resonates. And again, as we talk about these, these things, keep what resonates and get rid of the rest. So if you say that doesn't resonate with me, then, then okay, let it go. Um, so I think within that, that bubble, that sort of umbrella is that. And I think that these players, right, and you can call them, whether you call them saints, angels, um, um, <clears throat> archetypes, goddesses spirits whatever you do right whatever you call them they are um because we've put our energy and because we've resonated or put our our frequency out i think they become i think they're real and that's what i believe that they are real and that we can access their gifts and potential and their guidance to bring us closer to source so for me, this is not an. I am not cast deciding. I'm not casting I'm out. Casting aside, right? Any sort of like Christ consciousness or God or anything else. For me, it's all one. And I always think I have a hard time explaining that to other people. I'm not worshiping a deity. I'm not worshiping a goddess because I'm I'm ignoring something else. It's the pathway I take to source to the oneness, right? So that's what I want to say. Um, and I think it's some people do that with saints. Some people pray to Mother Mary. Some people, whatever it is, it's just a conduit to that source for me. Okay? So that's how I feel about deity work. Um, and I'm very careful in sort of dabbling in things because I want to make sure that I really fully understand kind of what I'm getting myself into before I'm doing that. So I'm going to give you a little background on why 
we're here today talking about this particular um, dark goddess. So, um, I guess it started a year ago, but I'm gonna, I'll start most recently and then I'll kind of back up. I got invited to a girls' night um, with very close girlfriends. Well, let me take that back. A few close girlfriends and one ringleader who will remain nameless. So she invited me to what I thought was an intimate, just a few of us dinner party. And I might've mentioned this before, where if I get invited with my girlfriends, they always go, bring your cards, right? Bring your tarot cards, your oracle cards. Um, I like to read for those that I'm close to. I don't really read for strangers in general. I like to be connected with somebody. I do my best reading with people that I know, but don't have an intimate relationship with. That's my historical sort of tarot card, oracle card background. So it's Because like the pressure is off, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, you know, I know a, them. If it's a friend, you know, a family member, things like that, you're going to be more guarded potentially. You're going to be, you know, worried about the outcome, things yeah. like that. Yeah, well, and I have to work extra hard to not project during those sessions because I'll either make it about me because we have a relationship together sure. or I'll fill in the blanks maybe because I know your situation. And yeah. so that to yeah. me, I'm always worried about that. Right. And I, I know I've shared this before. I have a little bit of imposter syndrome where I don't need, like I, my, I'm, am I for what do you real? Mean by that? Well, it's this, it's a oh, real thing where you think you're fake. Right. And, yeah. Right. Like maybe I'm not to be. And, and so I, I, I kind of wrestle with that a little don't bit. Don't project that. Cause no, I mean, no, I know. My friend Jen always says to me, do you still feel like a fake? Because like, I'll read for her and she'll say, do you still feel like a fake? No, not at that time. <laughs> I don't. Everybody has that Everybody, in their I lives. guess. Whether you're, uh, you know, whether you're doing readings, right. tarot cards, whether you're talking. Uh, I've heard Rogan actually speak about that right. on his podcast talking about comics and how like you don't feel like you've made it. You have self-doubt. That I mean, that can apply to you know the law whatever medicine whatever t teaching it's just this idea that you're not that you have self-doubt about what you're doing oh sure just, i have know, it with teaching all the time part of the human condition right like maybe i'm not yeah, a, me too. a good teacher after all sure. these years um yeah so anyway but often my friends will say bring your cards and sometimes i i oblige and this particular night i knew that um i was I was going to go with a friend's, um, a, a close friend's friend, and I know her, and she has been asking me to read her forever, and she was supposed to be there that night, so I went with a purpose. My purpose was to read for just her in this intimate environment. That was not what happened. When I walked in, it was quite <laughs> obvious that my friend who had invited me to this had misled me intentionally and had invited people that I did not know, and they thought... They knew they were coming to meet me. Sure. Like maybe as an afterthought or whatever, but to get a reading. So it worked out. It was it was fine. It worked out to be a, a beautiful evening anyway. It's actually not to jump ahead. I was but bamboozled. It's, but it, but hold on. Yes. On the bright side, it's led to opportunity. It really was a push I needed because I don't think I would have stepped outside of my comfort zone without her. So Leslie. Thank you. I needed a little push. It was a good night. I think it it really I connected with a bunch of women that um and I and I think I was helpful in wherever they go next or whatever decision they make next. Yeah, and I I, mean, I don't remember I lost track of how many I read for, but let's say 9, so 9 completely different readings. Don't just dip your your uh, toe in the pool, you know? 
jump in, which mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. that's what you did. Yeah. So as I'm reading these nine women, they just happen to be, I don't know, I think there was actually, I want to say 13 there on a full moon. And all about the same age group women who were going through transitions, like their kids are moving out of the house or they're moving jobs. One woman was going through um, a separation, like just very sort of like what we go through at women of our age. And um, so, yeah, I'm reading cards and I get this particular goddess keeps coming through and she keeps coming through for a couple different women and I like almost like just overtly like he like every card I pulled or every sort of message was this goddess was coming through and it was I took some time to kind of meditate on the situation in that night and I think it was my it was her way of saying you need to circle back to your basics right? You haven't done spell work. You haven't done um, kind of grounding and, and all of these things, these practices that have been, brought so much joy and happiness and prosperity and success in my life. Go back. You've forgotten that a little bit and you lost your way a little. Let's refocus and get back to that. And I'm here for you if you need me. That was the message that I kind of received. Um, and then from that, my girlfriend, Leslie, really sort of connected as well. And she has her own personal experience with this deity. Um, it was new to her. And she said, I want to know more. So tonight, we're going to talk about the more. There you go, Leslie. So tonight, we're going to talk about Hecate. And I have a couple references. Um, one is Campbell's book, Dark Goddess Magic. Actually, Ritter got this for me for Christmas. And it's been, it's a, it's a wonderful book. So if you are particularly a woman and you want to connect with um, some goddesses and you actually don't know which ones or you have no idea where to go from, this is a good place. This if you're a husband who's looking for uh, a gift idea, I would highly recommend It's beautiful. It's informative. It's a great desk reference. It's wonderful. So Hecate is spelled H-E-C-A-T-E, but it's pronounced Hecate. Um, there's a couple different spellings. Sometimes you'll see it with a K. They're both the same. All right. I... Don't know. I kind of went back and thought to myself, when did I first hear her? And I think it was a couple years ago. And I connected with her um, because, and I'll tell you about her and her, what kind of goddess work she does or what kind of goddess she is. But it's all about like choosing the right path for me. And a couple years ago, that was all my mind is what is the right path? Like, where am I going? And this transition from, um, a maiden to a mother to a crone. And that is, I have actually have a tattoo that is the maiden, mother, and crone on my arm. It was my first tattoo just because of Hecate. So I'm going to read to you a little bit about her and how she, and how I work with her in my life. So Hecate, she is known as the witch, the moon goddess, the witch queen, dark sorceress, the crone, creator of spells, goddess of magic. She's known as the witch's goddess. So as I read this, you're going to be like, this is everything that you're about. Because this is, for me, this is her. Um, She's a Greek goddess connected with dark magic. She has the gift of prophecy. She dabbles in the underworld. She's the energy of the moon. She's said to have three faces and is often represented as the crone aspect in the goddess triad with Persephone as the maiden and Demetria as the mother. She's the descendant of Titan god Perses. Um, So when people connect with her, and there's some symbols that one of them is a dark canine. 
So. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. There's so one. I just that's funny to, because there's a there's dark, one, dark canine, canine staring at me. Staring at and I've always said that Charlie is like my very the most special dog I've ever owned. It's, for me, it, there's a connection. So, um, she is considered I, I, the goddess of the witch, right? She imparts her great knowledge and, and protection on those who follow the old ways. She knows the mysteries locked inside each herb, plant, and stone, and she shares those teachings with her witches. She's connected so heavily to the natural world and the powers of earth. Some myths portray her as the agricultural goddess, protecting fields, farmers from harm by day, and by night, she leads the occult world with through cemeteries, tombs, and spending time connecting with spirits in the underworld. Okay. Okay. So, like, I garden by day, and I talk to spirits at night. Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds okay. good. Okay, so, so far so good. Sure. <laughs> um, in this way, she's multifaceted, who holds great power over the mysteries of earth, underworld, sea, and heavens. She's known as the crossroads goddess. Um, they are sacred to her, especially ones with three paths. Um, so ancient Olynthians used to leave offerings and, tri um, you know, tributes to her at the crossroads. Athenians? Did oh. I not say that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you said. I don't know what I said. Um, she's connected with divination and she can see into the dark unknown. Um, she spends some time in the underworld and spirits follow her wherever she goes. Hounds are sacred to her. Oh, there you and go. And dogs can see her when she visits the earthly realm. Dogs mm -hmm. can see her. Yes. She has a black canine familiar that's always at her side. Um, she's the goddess of many faces, but at her core, she's deeply connected with the dark mysteries of the universe. Whenever we walk through times of uncertainty... Um, we have to pay attention to her because she can be a, pair, a very powerful ally. She's the lady at the crossroads who reminds us to pay attention, to open our eyes so we can see all the paths ahead. She tells us often that we need to step back and spend some time alone to come to the decision we need. She's connected to the old ways and spending time studying the mysteries of the earth, stars, and spirits. So, um, she likes spells. She likes spell work a lot and just really going back to basics, which I think resonates with me so like this is the issue i guess that i can you know or that i think about often okay. like I, so i understand why you know this stuff resonates you know so well for women yes but i think about you know like how does this relate to my life as a man I think because so much of you, you know whether you call it witchcraft or what have right. you, right? Seems very feminine. Yes. Yeah. In and nature. so that's like I, um, I find it interesting. Sure. But I don't. It doesn't resonate with me in the same way that it does with you. There's not that same connection. Sure. I think a lot of um, I thought about this a lot because I know you've mentioned this before. A lot of people that I follow, a lot of, uh, I think, would consider themselves to be pagan. The males tend to go with Norse gods. They tend to be very connected to North traditions and, and things of that sort of sect. Well, but I understand. that you bring that, that up because I have been listening. You know, we've been off work now for a, more than a week. And, I'm, you know, over break here, I was listening to, like, texts on Law of Attraction, uh, listening to the, you know, books on paganism, like, when I run, mm -hmm. I turn on the 
podcasts and stuff and books on tape or not tape but audible uh, yeah and listen to those and they, i mean it helps me yeah but like that's really kind of where i'm like you talked about your pathway and your new you know heading into this new year sort mm-hmm. of goals and i want to find your connection yeah, yeah like for not just me but for like men out there who want to get involved yeah. with their wives and with things sure. like this like where do we find your that place? sort of connection i will say too place? i think a lot of it has to do with our own culture because the greeks did not delineate it was not a feminine thing men made offerings to this goddess all the time but in our society it seems very sort of like separated by sex and i wonder uh um is that because you know to um is there a commercial angle there i'm sure is that yes is that why well we always joke about this two years ago five years ago certainly 10 years ago was unheard of. You could not go into Target and find one crystal Several. or one spell work yeah. or any kind of like candle for ritual. That was ridiculous. But I would have to comb through things online. If I found a metaphysical shop, oh my God, take my money. But that, I will say this. It's now very mainstream. That, you know, my mindset has changed. The way that I view, you know, um, uh, religion and, you know, that has absolutely changed. Right. But again, what I'm looking for is that sense of connection, I guess. I'm going to keep, keep doing working it. on it. Sure. I would say, too, if I was sitting across anybody else who was not you, I would say, ask. Like, before you go to bed is a wonderful time when you feel relaxed to ask and say, what is, where is my connection? Or what should come through for me? What... Um, is there is there some sort of spiritual entity that I should work with or influenced by and see what comes through? Yeah. Because my friend Leslie, we've been in this journey where she's talked about crystals and tarot cards and, and spell work, if you want to call it that, for years. She's never felt this kind of pull, and now she feels this divine pull because she asked, because she said, okay, I'd like to know more about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... That's true for every sort of path. You have to ask and then listen for the answer. So, and it might take a minute, but that's okay. Pre-paving. Yeah, pre-paving. Absolutely. So when you think about this goddess, um, Hecate always it, it's associated with making decisions, the need for clarity or insight, witchcraft spells, cycles of life, death, and rebirth. Two years ago, three years ago, I was coming out of my own, like losing my mother and sort of a rebirth of myself. Um, protection, banishing, meeting your own needs, releasing, clearing, honoring the moon, change or transformation, traversing the nights of the soul, a lot of shadow work, digging deep, finding out where hidden traumas come from and working through that, which is for me, my greatest work. My greatest work for myself is shadow work. I am triggered by whatever. I am acting a fool about. I feel totally upset about this subject. What does that mean? Like, where does that come from? What what kind of, not only traumas that maybe I had as a child, but even before that, like ancestral trauma do I carry with that has to do with being abandonment or being left, whatever, whatever it is, that for me is the, the deepest part of this, this connection. Um, honoring ancestors and the deceased and connection with spirit. So when I think about her, um, uh, colors always come to mind are black, silver, and gray. But I always think, for me, it's keys. 
So you might see, I mean, there's always this reference to keys, but for me, hands down with this goddess, it's keys. And to be precise, skeleton keys. So when I manif when I pulled this house into our vortex, I sat down with a vision board of sorts, and we did it as a family. Um, and Morgan and my, my daughter and my son went, and I did it together. And I literally cut out a picture that sort of resembles this house that we have now. Yeah, that's and true. Teddy had a skeleton key because he's always been obsessed with keys. Yes. That he added to the, the, the picture, to the, the display. And now my house is full of, of doors with skeleton keys and I find them everywhere. And so the night after I read for my friend Leslie, she found a key which to me was an invitation. And then a series of things happened right after her that made it very sort of uh, purposeful that this, that Hecate was trying to work, to, wanted a place in her life, wanted to be part of it. And Leslie embraced it. And so she had signs. So the number three is really associated with her. Leslie won a $333 the next night at a 50-50. Yeah, that's yep. right, she did. And she said, okay, okay, Hecate, I'm ready. Show me what you got. And she did. Um, when working with this goddess, I think of crystals, moonstone, quartz, um, smoky quartz for sure. Um, those are, are really good. Um, plants, lavender, sage, um, belladonna, which is poisonous. Don't eat that. Um, but I'm going to grow it. Garlic, hemlock, also poisonous. Mint, oak, mandrake, also poisonous. Wolfsbane, also poisonous. Don't work Don't don't work with them if you don't know what you're doing. But those are what? They're dandelion. Poisonous things that you want to grow in the garden? I'm not going to ingest them, but I will use them in my spell work, yes. But they're not in poisonous in that kind of vein. Like the dogs what, aren't going to get What about sick. animals? They're not. Not all of them. I wouldn't if, plant the ones that are, okay. of course. Um Archetypes with her, the witch, moon goddess, witch queen, dark sorceress, crone. I've been called all of those as of late. <laughs> Creation of spells and the goddess of magic. And symbols for her are the crossroads, dogs, spirits, ghosts, graves. I'm obsessed and have been my whole life with gravestones. So I don't know what that means. Two torches, X, and um, keys, and the number three. So that's her in a nutshell. There's all sorts of affirmations that you can make to her. Um, I would say they're there if you need to, to look them up and, and, and seek them out. If you need protection, she's your go-to, right? If you need um, to make a decision, ask her to show you those three paths. Because I feel like we all have more than one path. And I think that we have free will to choose that path, right? So I think you ask, you ask to, to give you a peek into what your life would be and ask for clarity. And she, in my mind, she will bring them to you. And when I think of offerings for her, I think of keys. And I think of, like, if setting up an altar, I often keep a key. Um, I like amethyst. I like smoky quartz. And I like a little bit of honey. There's actually a key that's by your bed, isn't there? The yes. bedside yes. table? Yes. Yeah. And I keep one in my kitchen window. I bought my wife a key for Christmas. I, I do, and I keep that there. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing that underneath my clothes. By the way... I have to point out that she that she gave me an outstanding Christmas gift here. <laughs> she and you can, you know, talk about this, but I love the smell of a pipe and my wife got me a pipe this year. I did. With a uh 
Tobacco as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. I got him the whole setup. So he now is, he, he doesn't smoke, but um, I like the smell of a pipe too. And he said, you know, I think I could get used to a pipe if I was out by the fire. So he has now an Irish cap and he has a pipe from Ireland. And um, uh, for what, I have Irish ancestors and he's German. So, um, but I always, I resonate with my, my Celtic past, my Celtic ancestors. So that's why you got that. Yeah, I smoke a pipe now. Now he or at least a pipe. I had once <laughs> I did. So far, uh, um, I, you, you, I've used it once, but it's it's a learning. Uh, it's a work in progress. I did not have a lot of success. It was pretty challenging to keep it burning, but I will work on it and get better. And uh, the tobacco is pretty good. Uh, you know, it's full of flavor and such. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but it's a yeah. work in progress. Yeah, but. Anyway, I just want to point out that my wife this year did a great job. Yeah, something fun, something different. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're that's so that's that's Hecate. And I listen. If you are um, someone that you listen to this and said, "Wow, I'm interested in deity work," but that's not. I don't know if I resonate with her. That's okay, right? If you are dealing with some deep trauma or grief, you're like, I, "That's where you are right now." Call on Persephone because she is the queen of healing, okay? She'll guide you through that. She's also the queen for me of like new beginnings. If you are somebody who lacks your own voice or you're going through a time where you really need to advocate for yourself and you need somebody to sort of advocate for you, it's time to activate Lilith. And we'll have a whole other episode about her. Um, But... There is a goddess out there that probably you can connect to if that's your thing. If you are just getting into spell work and you go, this seems overwhelming and crazy, there's no need to, right? And you can always, I'm going to give you my opinion, you can always um, put those boundaries up where you say, you know, like, that's enough or um, I'm not, you know, willing to do that. Um, or, you know, I don't want to work with you anymore. You, I, I, I Deal with them the way you would do people, so be polite. But my friend Leslie was having trouble sleeping, and all she was healing, hearing was dog barking. And um, Leslie was? Yes, and she was waking up in the middle of the night and could not sleep. So I asked her, I told her to move the key, to move the key and speak out loud and say, I need a night's sleep. I, I need to. And she did. So I think that you need to advocate for yourself. All right? So this isn't the important time where now I give you my disclaimer. I... Um, I don't like labels, right? So, and I would never tell someone else how to live their life. But <laughs> this will be a natural transition for somebody who said, well, what about some things that are darker? Okay. Just like in my life, I want to be around things and bring good, positive energy and light into my life. I also would do that with my spiritual, like my spiritual guide, you know, guidance or um, supernatural entities or anything else like that. So if you want to know information about darker stuff, it's out there. And I like to read about it in a purely observable manner and not, I would not call upon those entities. And I really feel like that for me, I need to vibrate. I'm in my best, healthiest self if I, if I vibrate and my frequency as high as possible, right? Like that's I often, everybody. Like, I think so. That's the goal. Well, that's where you should be. There are people that are darker out there, and to each their own. But that is not my game. So I'm not. 
so I like to, to bring people into my world that are of a higher frequency and they vibrate with a lot of positive positivity and, and love and light. So that's the kind of practice that I care for. Um, but if that's not your thing, and if you want to find something darker, you certainly can. It's out there. So with that in mind, I'm going to talk about someone who went uh, the other way. Okay. Uh, you guys might know uh, this story of this man. Uh, he is a Mississippi blues singer and songwriter from like the 19, I think 1930s. Okay. Uh, his name is Robert Johnson. Oh. So you spoke of Crossroads, and I actually recall like reading about this before and seeing it on TV a lot. Uh, I was like Unsolved Mysteries, or you know, mm-hmm. one of the those like ghostly programs. But uh, so this is the story of the blues musician Robert Johnson. So. Um, Johnson, like I said, was was born in the Delta region of Mississippi in the 1920s, uh, I believe. Yeah, and uh, um, according to to legend, uh, he sold his soul to the devil at a crossroads mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for a remarkable uh, musical talent. He played the guitar. Okay. Okay. And um, according to legend, uh, he, you know, wasn't as good as he wanted to be. We're talking, this is like, you know, uh, uh, it's 100 years ago. Sure, yeah. But Johnson wasn't where he wanted to be. He, he, you know, he wanted to be better. He wanted to be the best, apparently. Okay. So, uh, according to, you know, this legendary story... What he did was he brought himself to a crossroads, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, um, you know, at, 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 um, in the cover of night and darkness on a moonless evening, he sort of prayed to the devil himself uh, that he might come and tune his guitar uh, and, you know, during this time, he sealed a pack with the devil. Oh. Okay? Now, what's interesting is that, you know, later on, Johnson, who, you know, was musical, he was playing gigs and being, you know. But like was, mediocre? Was, yeah. Okay. You know. Making a living, but you know, not at the pinnacle. You know, the pinnacle, the height of his profession, mm-hmm. right? He goes away for a while. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, the, the, people say that, that he makes his pact with Satan. Wow. And then he comes back, and he has this like amazing musical talent. Okay. Right. All of a sudden. He becomes this, you know, like a fantastic musician, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, moving ahead here. So there's that. And then, you know, 
all of a sudden the guy, you know, he flames out. He's playing a party. He complains of not feeling well. He kind of disappears for a while. Four days later, he's found dead at the age of 27 years old. Jeez. So. I think there's a lot of magicians that die at 27, isn't there? Yes. Uh, Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Janis Joplin was tw- 20 se- 27. Wow. Johnson was 27. <laughs> uh, probably more. But, all right, all right, so this much is fact, okay? In the 1930s, in 36 and 37, he recorded at least 29 songs in in uh, Texas. And the, then uh, returned to his native Mississippi to play and sing in bars and clubs. Uh, like I said, he died uh, uh, mysteriously at the age of 27 in 1938. Uh, I was at a party, not feeling well, died a few days later. Mm. Uh, some people mm-hmm. say th- that the reason that, that he passed away is because the devil came, devil to, came say, to collect. Yeah, to pay up. Hey, we made this deal. Right. You wanted this fame and fortune. Although I don't know that he was, you know, right. became wealthy, but he certainly became uh, famous. Uh, Johnson, this much is true, is fact uh, that Johnson did achieve a lot of uh, musical success. Uh, he let me try and find. I'm I'm scrolling through. I just missed it here for a moment. Uh, he was inducted in, into the Rock and Roll uh, uh, the Hall of Fame in 1986. His most famous song is called Crossroads Blues. Well, a couple of them. One is called Crossroad Blues. Wow. One's called Me and the Devil. Right. Uh, Me and the Devil Blues. And uh, there's another one called Terraplane Blues. Wow. So, yeah, th- there you go. That that's the story of Robert Johnson. He went right to the big man, like right to the yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's... you're gonna get yeah, front of the line. Good God, <clears throat> what do you think? Do you think that's possible? Do you think you can sell your soul? Uh, yeah, I think so. You do. I mean, if you can call on other, you know, like, uh, if you can call on deities, right. why can't you call on the? Well, I think you can call on the devil. I think you can call on things for sure. I think that, um, for sure, I think you can, but I don't think you're, I don't think you can give your soul away. So I think, I do think that when we see people, and I, you, you can see people um, that either have no light behind their eyes, or they look haggard, or things like that. I think that, you know, their outward appearance and, and can take a toll that sometimes there are attachments. I think those attachments are broken when you die. I don't think you're, I don't think you live in eternity tied to any sort of entity. I don't think that that is the way it works. Maybe, I don't know who's to say. I, right? I have no idea. But I do think that what you serve in the physical world will put a physical toll on you. This is why I think about it. Uh, you know, those who are going to seek out darkness are going to find, find it. darkness and yes. vice versa. The people, you know, um, 
I believe that most people are good yes. and positive and, you or know. Or want to be. Right. Yeah, or want to be that. Yes. Nobody, most rational people don't want to walk around feeling badly. Uh, you know, so, yeah, if you're going to seek out those things, then that's what you're going to find. You get what you give. Yes. So that's our episode tonight, and I hope I hope you got something from it. I hope you it leads you to say I would like to know more about a particular topic and research that. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and you want to share some thoughts with us, you can find us at the couple that scares together, and um, you can always email us at the couple of scares together at outlook.com. Uh, if you have any tips on how to uh, smoke a pipe. Um, better tips yeah yeah yes reach out to me and let me know because i'm working on that um and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode yes we will so have a great week guys listen look to the light right it's if you if you well or the darkness if you feel so inclined if you feel so inclined that's your thing okay all right see you guys see you later